Hello, this is Emmanuel Obonaya. Today we are continuing our teaching on the Book of Life, Psalms 69, verse 28. I'm reading out of the King James Version. It says, Let them be blotted out of the book of the living and not be written with the righteous. This verse we just read is from one of the Psalms that David wrote, and it can be better understood if we read the context of this verse, that is, the entire chapter in which this verse is found. This psalm of David that contains this verse is a messianic psalm. When I say messianic psalm, I mean that it's a psalm that speaks about the life of Jesus Christ, the Messiah. For now though, we are focusing on the fact that the psalmist says in this verse that there is a book and he calls this book the book of the living. Next, we see that the psalmist also uses the same expressions that we find in several places of the scriptures where the book of life is spoken about. He talks about blotting out. Now, since scripture explains scripture, we know that this book the psalmist is speaking about is the same book that the Bible talks about in several other places. The psalmist is speaking about the book of life. That means that we can call the book of life the book of the living. At least, it is called the book of the living one time in the Bible, right here in the verse that we've just read. You know, some Bible teachers based on this verse have said that the book of life is a register that carries the names of everyone that has ever been born into the world. That sounds nice and it sounds alright. And as a matter of fact, I used to think so. But then I discovered that it's not true. I discovered that it's not true because like we'll get to see later, the Bible tells us that there are those whose names were never written in the book of life right from the foundation of the world. So it's not true that the book of life contains the names of everyone that has ever been born into the world. The Bible tells us that the names of some people were never there. Not once. Never. Their names were never there. Think about it. Jesus told his disciples to rejoice because their names were written in heaven. If the names of everyone was in heaven, there would have been no special reason for them to rejoice. Because I mean, you are just like everyone else. Your name is there, the names of every other person is there, so I mean, <laughs> life goes on. So, it is not true that the name of everyone who has ever been born into the world is written in the book of life. Anyway, we'll talk about that later when we get there. So, don't read too much meaning into David's expression, the book of the living. Don't build a castle on the word living there. Just let the scripture explain the scripture. We must explain this verse in the light of all the other scriptures that speak about the book of life and not take this verse in isolation to mean something that contradicts all the others. So back to Psalm 69 and verse 28. We also see from this verse that the names of the righteous will remain in the book of life. That is actually the point I want to focus on. We see here that the names of the righteous will remain in the book of life. The psalmist gives us a hint here, and we'll also get to see that shortly, that the names of some will be taken out or blotted out of this book, but the names of the righteous will always remain written in this book. Oh, hallelujah. Look at this, Philippians chapter 4 and verse 3. I'm reading out of the King James Version. It says, And I entreat thee also, true yoke fellow, Help those women which labored with me in the gospel, with Clement also, and with other my fellow laborers, whose names are in the book of life. This is Paul speaking, and he's saying, I'm pleading with you, my true yoke fellow, 
The word yoke fellow there just simply means partner, my colleague. He says, I'm pleading with you, my true partner. Help those women which labored with me in the gospel. He said there were certain women who labored with me in the gospel. He said, help them. Then he mentioned someone else. He said, Clement also, and with my other fellow laborers, whose names are in the book of life. The question is, how did Paul come about this audacity with which he spoke? How did he know that these persons he was speaking about had their names in the book of life? It's very simple. Paul knew these same things that I'm sharing with you today. He knew that those who have put their faith in Jesus have their names written in the book of life of the Lamb. Oh, hallelujah. From this verse in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 3, we see something else that is unmistakable. We see a trademark of those whose names are written in the book of life. I mean, this is one way to know them. It shows us a characteristic of those whose names are written in the book of life. This verse shows us that one of the trademarks of those who have their names written in the book of life is that they labor in the gospel. They labor in the gospel. What does laboring in the gospel mean? You know, there are different ways the scriptures show us that we labor in the gospel. And we can't teach in depth on these things now because if we attempt to do that, it will take us on a different tangent. But then I'll just mention them. There are at least six different labels in the gospel that the scripture clearly talks about. And I'll just mention them. I will mention them, but in no particular order. Number one, the scripture talks about the labor of praying. Number two, the scripture talks about the labor of studying the word of God so as to be a source of blessing to those to whom we bring the word of God. Number three, the scripture talks about the labor of preaching and teaching the word of God in order to bring light to the hearts of men and to establish them in the understanding of the truth of God's word. Number four, the scripture talks about the labor of winning the lost to Christ, the labor of winning souls to Jesus Christ. Number five, the scripture talks about the labor of helping and supporting those whose calling is to dedicate themselves to the work of the ministry. Number six, the scripture talks about the labor of helping fellow believers in the church. These are six different examples of ways that we can labor in the gospel. And each one of these can be zoomed into and taught on holistically because there are several scriptures in the word of God on each of these things. So we are looking at the fact that those whose names are written in the book of life are people who labor in the gospel. They labor in the spread of the gospel. They labor in the welfare and in the support of those who spread the gospel. This is a trademark of the child of God. Those whose names are written in the book of life are gospel promoters. They partner with the spread and with the foregrounds of the gospel. What am I doing right now? Child of God, I'm describing the type of life you ought to be living as a child of God. This is who you are. This is your design. I'm describing how you were wired to function in Christ. Now let's move on. Revelations chapter 3 and verse 5. I'm reading out of the King James Version. Jesus is speaking. He that overcometh, the same shall be clothed in white raiment. And I will not blot out his name out of the book of life, but I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. This scripture again helps us appreciate the fact that names are not being put into the book of life right now. The names that are there have already been written there before now. What can happen now is that the name of some can be removed from the book of life. Look, I'm just stating the obvious and I'm not trying to make anything up. Jesus himself shows us that from the very words he spoke. 
Jesus said he wants blot out the name of the one who overcomes. So what does that mean for the one who does not overcome? You can fill in the blanks. Jesus wasn't just trying to scare people here. God doesn't play with words. God doesn't play such games. Jesus said so because he wants us to realize that some would have their names blotted out. Jesus says, the one whose name will not be blotted out is the one who overcomes. 1 John chapter 5 and verse 4 tells us that what overcomes the world is our faith. It therefore means that the person who overcomes is the one who holds on to their faith and doesn't let it go. Look at this, Hebrews chapter 10 verse 32 to 35. I'm reading out of the Passion Translation. It says, Don't you remember those days right after the light shined in your hearts? You endured a great marathon season of suffering hardships, yet you stood your ground. And at times you were publicly and shamefully mistreated, being persecuted for your faith. Then at other times you stood side by side with those who preached the message of hope. You sympathized with those in prison. And when all your belongings were confiscated, you accepted that violation with joy, convinced that you possess a treasure growing in heaven that could never be taken from you. So don't lose your bold, courageous faith. For you are destined for a great reward. The writer of the book of Hebrews here is saying to the believers, don't lose your bold, courageous faith. He says the reason is because with it you are destined for a great reward. This is how the New King James Version puts Hebrews chapter 10 verse 35 to 36. Listen to this. It says, therefore do not cast away your confidence which has great reward, for you have need of endurance so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. In other words, there is something that you're going to receive if you do not let go of your faith and your confidence in Jesus Christ. So Jesus says the one who overcomes, his name will not be blotted out of the book. And from what we've seen here, we overcome by holding on firmly to our trust and faith in Christ, no matter the matter. 1 John chapter 5, verse 4 to 5 says this. I'm reading out of the King James Version. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. Brothers and sisters, we are the ones who overcome the world. And the overcoming thing is our faith that we have in Jesus Christ. God willing, we will pick it up from here in the next one.